Philosophers and Mad Men podcast. I'm Josh Moran. I'm Dave Putman. And today our guest is Mike Catillis from Buffalo, New York. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor out of Lake Effect Martial Arts. So go ahead and say hi, my man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my name is Michael Catillis. I am the owner-operator of Lake Effect Martial Arts and uh, also run a, well, help with a uh, jiu-jitsu tournament company through Fight Family and uh, with Josh Ketchery, who's a good friend of mine and a super awesome person, super motivating person. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I a, agree. he's our main professor, so yeah. got a lot of love for Ketchery. Got to. I, I got to try to make him mad. <laughs> That's the goal of the discussion. Let's try and get Josh mad. Yeah, right. I only know two buttons so far. Okay. The Hillary button and the libertarianism doesn't work button, but that's about <laughs> it. It's only politics that gets yeah, mad. Yeah, he can, gets them all fired up. The easiest shit to get mad at is yeah. the only thing that gets him mad. Uh, so uh, you're getting ready to change locations for your school, correct? I am. I'm trying. So hopefully, you know, we'll be moving down to Union Road and uh, George Urban. So... Just a little bit of snags with some insurance issues, but, you know, lease is done. and Cool. Yeah. Most of the stuff is done. It's been pretty easy up until now. It's just a little bit of a, a an umbrella piece because the the business itself, the, the landlords, I should say, they seem to be of money and mm-hmm. they want to have a lot, of, uh, a lot of coverage, but no problem. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's fair. They're, they're a little worried about insurance for grappling people learning how to it's, it's funny it's more it's more like the umbrellas of uh, when we're going to be doing our end of uh, construction mm. oh interesting because they're going to do a portion and we're going to do a portion so, cool yeah nice and I assume everyone from school is helping yeah so far it's been overwhelming like the amount of people that want to help and that are offering to help it's really nice I I think that there's a, a huge demand. You know, people want it, and I'm super excited to do it and super honored that people are are, are with me to do it. Absolutely. The, the one thing that I really enjoyed about coming to your school in particular is the, the inviting attitude. I'm always feeling welcome, and I think that really goes a long way, especially when you have a time where it's like, hey, guys, uh, we're going to need some help to do this, and... There's no questions asked. Like, absolutely. Just let me know when and where. We'll help you. We'll put some walls up. We'll do whatever. Thank you guys right? so much. Uh, yeah. yeah, so tell me about your journey. You know, let's let's turn this into a Reddit post. <laughs> okay, your, sure. Your black belt journey. Yeah. So I'm going to try my best. It's sometimes I struggle to talk about myself, and then sometimes, just depending on the mood and time and circumstance, I talk about myself too much. <laughs> like everybody, I suppose. But, um, absolutely. I started in 2005, I think, like very early 2005. My brother and I would just dabble here and there with martial arts, and um, I did some, you know, more traditional forms of martial arts before that, and some boxing before that. Um, but I, I, I wanted to get into better shape, and I also wanted to support my brother. Um, who was along those same lines, and we went to a place, which is an Aikido school. They're they're uh, 
Nihon Goshen Jiu-Jitsu Aikido, and they offered, you know, Aikido and grappling. And I, the Aikido thing almost immediately left a sour taste in my mouth uh, just because it was so, uh, he's so finicky about, you know, really particular movements and it didn't really seem as if anyone was progressing and there was no form of measurement, you know, for success aside from belts. Uh, but he had grappling and it was cool. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm a little bit more competitive uh, than, than some and it didn't really phase me when, you know, you beat me up or whatever. And <laughs> I'm sure everybody got beat up at one point or another at the start. So, but he kind of exploited the situation and really left a bad taste in my brother's mouth. And that kind of always is, you know, stuck with me on how to maybe better handle a beginner, mm -hmm. a couple of beginners. So. And that was in grappling or Aikido? Yeah, that was uh, his, like, grappling port. It was the ground portion of his, uh, of his curriculum. So that was, like, maybe once or twice a week. And that's, like, what I prioritized almost immediately. And there was, back in that time, there was nothing else to choose from. Mm -hmm. And my recollection of, you know, how many color belts, you probably two or three, even, you know, Chuck, uh, I'm sure we all know who he is. He, I don't think he was in the area at that point. Um, so I, did, I didn't really have a lot to choose from. And, and then, of course, coming from traditional martial arts background, I did have this idea that I wanted someone to look up to, you know? Sure. Uh, someone that was going to help me work on my uh, mistakes and, and be a coach because I, I do have a, a, a pretty big background in, I guess, organized sports. And so... Um, like, if I were to be a hothead, I'd like someone to kind of give me a heads up on that or whatever the case may be. <laughs> and I think after a little while, I just knew that that place wasn't for me and found a couple of other, you know, places, hole in the walls to train. They were mainly with MMA guys. And that was unique in itself. You know, <laughs> and a lot of times you're just training with like MMA gloves on, and you know, maybe throwing punches, maybe not. Maybe I was actually in a fight sometimes, and maybe I wasn't, and maybe <laughs> there, other guys were cool. Uh, but there weren't, mo none of them actually really were color belts, to my recollection. So, yeah. So that's a pretty gangster introduction to grappling. <laughs> <laughs> I was never sure if I was actually in a fight or not. But. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it. Um, and then, you know, there's just, like, all the things that we kind of grow to have a distaste for, mm -hmm. you know, because you get older and you don't want to have to hurt yourself and you want to go to work tomorrow. Those were all the things that we just kind of did all the time, you know? Like, right. I just felt like uh, we were doing heel hook for heel hook for maybe the first year, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Like, all right, you got a heel hook. Now it's my turn for heel hook, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So when was the first time you went to, like, a BJJ-specific school? Man. So I, I remember um, going up to Lockport a couple of times and just, you know, the vibe wasn't, wasn't great for me. And it was a, a far drive. So if the vibe was good, I would have done it. Um, and they were kind of specific, I think, at that point in time Chuck was there. And I did go to some seminars there. And the seminars were pretty cool. You know, it was pretty exciting that... 
he'd have a well-known name. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I actually became more interested in the sport um, when I went to the Arnold Classic in like 2005 or something and Marcelo Garcia did a super fight. And I don't even remember against who, but I just remember him like smiling, shaking everybody's hand, taking a nap, and then, <laughs> and then like, you know, totally demolishing someone and then smiling and shaking everybody's hand again and <laughs> just being really cool. And I was like, whoa, that dude is like super badass, you know? <laughs> so uh, it was cool when we had someone like that come to our area, um, but it was not super regularly. I think really my first, my first, I don't know, semi-organized gym was Horizon. That was in West Seneca, and we had uh, Roberto Latala come a few times, and he did some seminars for, for belt testing and stuff. But I don't know. I, I, at that point, I was more interested in Nogi, and, um, and they were really pushing the, the instructors to, just to get their belts, just like blue belts and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Nogi, personally. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And it's just, it's kind of like almost dead here. It's unfortunate. I want to try to... David's half the reason. I'm, yeah. I'm half the reason we have a Nogi class. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm not, a, not, not a fan of Nogi. Yeah. My, uh, I feel like I, I haven't found the, the good translation yet between a game I can play in Gi and a game I could play versus Nogi. You know what I mean? Sure. And granted, I've been doing this for a year and a half, so I feel it more. I'm feeling comfortable at least now, but I feel a nogi that I sometimes I'm like grip. Nope, nothing there. Damn. <laughs> nope. All right. Yeah, but you know, it, those things that we take for granted are the things that you can really fine tune in nogi. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, positional awareness, speed. Reaction time, just uh, maybe your where your hips are placed, or you know things like that. They're they're just so so vital into having a, an effective game. Interesting. Yeah. 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 It's tough for me because I'm a large human, but <laughs> I like I'll get so there. is Bushesha. Hey, yeah. Listen, some of us so is a cyborg. Well, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. so I'm pretty sure Cyborg broke one of my ribs at that seminar. Yeah. He inverts like whoa. He uh, he was showing uh, this. Uh, he called it like a missile pass or something, where he basically it's like a Tarianda pass, which throws your knees to one side. Yeah. And he dives his shoulder and puts it right in your rib, and instead of just showing it nice and slow, he's just like like this, and I was like. <gasps> <laughs> that was the first time I learned about pressure. Yeah. That's like a rite of passage in jujitsu. Maybe they like checked one off after we yeah, right. got some invisible card. Yeah, <laughs> just getting smashed. So yeah. uh, who? I guess I don't. I don't know how to. Act. So who is your lineage all from? One instructor? Did you get your belt? No, no, actually. Um, I mean, so most of them came from. Uh, Alliance, the founder of Alliance, you know, Romero Jacques de Cavalcante, who's uh, down in Atlanta. Um, we would just have seminars at one of the gyms I was an instructor for for years, Western New York MMA. Um, he was my purple, brown, and black belt uh, professor, I guess you can say. And you know, we were in affiliation, so it was more, it was more along the lines of. They would come for a seminar, and we would prepare for the test. 
And we, we did prepare pretty extensively. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, my blue belt was through Kyle Saunders, and that training and testing was entirely different. Um, in terms of, you know, accomplishments, that was probably one of my most memorable moments. But it also felt like a war, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a war, and I loved every second of it. Uh, when it was done, but when it was going on, it was extremely stressful. Extremely stressful, and I remember I tested with uh, a friend of mine, and he, you know, he was in this bad position for forever, and he still says it to this day. Uh, you know, Mike Schultz will say, "I, I thought about biting him." You know, he <laughs> said, "I thought about biting him." I'm like, man, I was probably thinking the same thing. You know, when I was there. <laughs> so, That's funny. Yeah. So. Um, Belt testing is certainly new to to me, and I guess Josh, I suppose as well. I, we don't have a test per se. I guess uh, is that something you're a big fan of? Is is actually testing for the belt? Does it not? It's almost like learning for the test. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, if you have, it's one thing if you have, you know, if you're demoing some positions. I think that that's it should be a given, especially in the earlier belt phases, but. Um, I, I think showing proficiency is important, you know? Right. I also think that showing that your condition uh, is equally important. So it's kind of weird to me in some of the experiences I've had in the past where you just get this list, there's 100 or 120 moves, and you show them, and you're good to go, and you get graded off of that, you know? And very rarely do you see people be unsuccessful in that. Mm -hmm. um, but... I don't know. It was just it, when I would do that too. It was, it was nice. I thought that it definitely helped me for my future goal of being an instructor, you know, and owning my own school. But I, I thought also at the same time, you know, the the real I don't know the real application of it all is not guaranteed, you know. So mm -hmm. so kind of like a a kata. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and unfortunately, that's that's kind of how some martial arts do things, and it, it trickles into jujitsu sometimes too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just roll with all the black belts you can find for thirty minutes straight. If you can stand when you're done, you get your next belt. <laughs> yeah, and obviously that's a that's a horrible idea. Too, you know? <laughs> of course, you're Shark Tank with everybody yeah. in the school. Yeah, so there's a healthy medium, mm -hmm. and. Uh, if I could say the, the, I guess the school that I think does it the best is Jeff Jocelyn's, and I, I have to be honest, I haven't seen bell testing a million times. Um, a lot of times when I go to school, I just want to go and I just want to train, you know, and right. I want to learn some really cool things from, you know, people who motivate me again and uh, instructors that I think are tried and tested, and and usually usually I do. Very cool. Have you ha have you handed out your first color belt yet? Just one. Just one. Yeah, Dave's forgot. Are you? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Murderous Dave. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, is he knocking down the Berlin Wall or what's left? He is. He's out, he's in Poland right now. Yeah. I guess, which is awesome. Real super the excited. prince has returned. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, he has returned. <laughs> he sent me this long text. I'm just, I was so confused by it, but he was referencing uh, his, you know his mother's ancestry and sent me <laughs> photos of 
Oh, more definitely look like a castle. And jeez, like, Dave. Jesus, Dave. He's yeah. like, I'm home. Yeah. I'm <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty awesome. I mean, I was jealous. That's cool. Poland is definitely. I mean, I was on the border, but I didn't really get a chance to experience it. But pretty cool. So, yeah. I read an article the other day. Um, it was called Breakdown of the First Milestone from White to Blue. Yeah. And the, the thing that stuck with me the most is the last paragraph of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to read it. Uh, it says, you pack up your gi, go to practice, slap, bump, go. Wash the gi, wake up, pack the gi, go to practice, slap, bump, go. Wash the gi, wake up, pack the gi, <laughs> go to practice... Then one day, someone tells you to wear a different color belt that still doesn't help keep your pants up. Feeling a bit accomplished, you go home, wash the gi, wake up, pack the gi, go to practice. Process has a neat way of defining itself. I like that, yeah. It it sort of stuck with me because uh, uh, I'm at that stage where it's like, that's what I do. Yeah. it's, It's certainly interesting to, to feel like, to connect with a paragraph like that. I was like, oh man. It's literally my life. Pack up your key, go to class, slap on, <laughs> simulate murder, shake hands. <laughs> and then, but uh, that's cool. What do you, so what do you look for when you're um, looking for a promotion? Do you have a, a set time limit? I know IBJJF has time limits in which you can, you know, you have to maintain a certain colored belt before you can compete in tournaments. Sure. I know there's that, because like, People are the internet's blowing up because Gordon Ryan can't, because uh, he can't uh, compete a black belt because he's been a he was a brown belt for like a month or some shit. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, uh, yeah. he's pretty good though. Uh, hey, don't get me wrong. I don't want to walk anywhere near the man <laughs> or the kid for that matter because I feel old. Because hey. it could probably be his dad, right? He's pretty handsome too. I mean, he is. If I looked like that, I probably wouldn't be grappling. I'd probably... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, so, you're fucking up. Totally hetero, but, you know, <laughs> I can call it like yeah. I see it. But. So do you, are you look, what are you looking for, specifically? Are you looking for... I mean, do you actually have your eye? Because I know I've been to a lot of places. I've been to a number of different gyms where the instructor or the professor that's on the mat is off to the side looking. But every class I've been to, you've mm-hmm. been on the mat rolling with everybody. And getting into the trenches and working on the technique. Yeah, and I don't expect everybody to to have to do that. You know, certainly not. I don't expect everybody to want to do six rolls or seven every single time. That's kind of me, uh, and it's you know obviously it's cliche to say, but it's my therapy. I've been a social worker for as long as I've been doing jujitsu, pretty much, and. Uh, I need it, you know, I need to get my mind off of things, and there's plenty of times where I'm like, okay, if I don't work extremely hard right now, I'm not going to be able to sleep the right way, you know, uh, and then also, it, it, I have a, you know, blue-collar blood background, so I, I work hard when I get the chance, I'm not taking time away from my kids to putz around, you know, I don't want to hang out on the mat with my back <laughs> against the wall, it's just not for me, uh, but it, that makes other people happy. It's awesome. For me, what I'm looking for, going back to your original question, is, you know, willpower is huge. Uh, patience is another thing. It's nice to see, especially in people that are proficient. I have some students right now that I know they're ready, you know. Um, but I think perhaps there's a lot of things that are uh, external factors that are, like, distracting them. And... 
you know, yeah, so patience is a big thing. Uh, I, I also, so even what I learned about myself, when someone would show me uh, a technique, I never got it right the first time. Never. You know, I don't <laughs> know if it's just... No, it's not just you. Undiagnosed. Only once. <laughs> Dyslexia. <laughs> and I never, yeah. So I, I think if someone is getting it 80% of the way um, after their second or third attempts in, that's a good sign, right? That's a really good sign. And then, you know, if you're going maybe from a beginner to an intermediate level of, uh, you know, of instruction and they're still able to retain, that's wonderful. You know, those are some key features. Being a great teammate is probably the best feature, though. And being understanding of other people's, um, you know, inadequacies at times, which is something that I probably did a terrible job of when I first started, especially coming from other sports. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, my dad used to say things like uh, martial arts were for people who were proficient in, you know, <laughs> other sports. That's why they choose it, you know. And sometimes I wonder, you know, like that were legitimately true. So <laughs> I don't think so anymore. I mean, there's definitely guys out there now that will. Yeah, I think it's changing a bit. It's definitely yeah. changing. Yeah, there's yeah. a ton of athletes involved. It's just astonishing to watch, yeah. One of the things that I have noticed as I started doing jujitsu is how much you have similar uh, to training people to train dogs because you're still getting somebody to do a physical action mm -hmm. and execute it properly. And I've noticed that there's, in a lot of cases, you have to break something down into extremely small bite-sized chunks yeah. for somebody. Here's how you put the food in your hand. Here's why you hold it this way. Mm -hmm. Here's how you get a dog into A, B, or C, and the process just extrapolates from there. But I've seen a very similar trend with teaching techniques in jiu-jitsu because, as you said, Many times, the first time, it's just like, uh, yeah, no, I, I saw kind of what you did. Yeah. <laughs> but you ended in a position of which, like, I couldn't get there correctly the first time. Yeah. So having to really break that down, is that something you spend time on trying to develop, or do you think you just kind of develop that over years of, of teaching people those techniques? I mean, I think it's a combination of both. Um, I Going back to, like, how I experienced things, I had the luxury of being very consistent with, uh, you know, the material that was being instructed to me. And that helps, you know, tremendously. It's just, and, and even now, if, uh, if people are coming to me consistently, I notice their growth is, is larger than someone who is only able to, you know, dip in once a week or, mm -hmm. you know, their class attendance is, is different. They don't have the luxury of, like I do, working at a kind of a nine to five-ish thing. Sure. Um, it's it's funny too because it really depends sometimes on who walks in. Uh, you're going to you're referencing how you train dogs. I it's kind of really silly, but I, I experience in training people that you know I always reference the contemplative stages of change, and are they even ready? Are what kind of are, are they in a pre-contemplative stage of change, which means they're kind of in denial. Yeah. And I've been there too. You know, like I've I've had guys instruct me, and they're, you know, I'm going to show you this. I'm like, mm, but I don't know if you could do that, things like that. And it's not the right way to think. Sure. But sometimes that's just who showed up that day. Mm -hmm. So having a better understanding of, like, who showed up that day and maybe connecting with them before they, they have that moment 
is the best, is the best uh, scenario. And I see that at like really high level schools where the retention rate and, and the growth is just through the roof. I see the, the camaraderie, the, you know, the handshakes and the introductions, even if you don't know that person right off the get-go. And something that I've been blessed to transfer over here, you know, and that welcoming feeling that you have, Dave, is, gosh, I mean, it, it's just a fraction of my contribution. It's really, I think, what everyone that we have here has uh, been able to contribute, you know. It's like our vision. It's our it's our number one. If we had a uh, you know a business model, would be that you know mission statement. Yeah, mission statement. There you go. Nice. I don't want to sit down though and write it write it out three to five sentences. Mm -mm. Did that enough in college, right? Get it on a plaque. Yeah, <laughs> let's plaque it. Let's paint it on the wall yeah. or something. I, that's one thing I have noticed about a lot of just jujitsu in general is the the welcoming attitude. Yeah, there's. Always, someone's someone's always smelling on the mat. For yeah. sure. You know what I mean? It, it's you can come in and watch someone being choked, and see them grit their teeth and just kind of, and then <laughs> they stop and then they're like, oh, that's fun, smiling. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, like you said, Marcelo, watching videos of Marcelo Garcia smile, is almost enough to make me smile. Yeah. Then my favorite video uh, on YouTube, ever, is called. Marcelo Garcia will choke you and it will hurt. <laughs> and it's um it's a good one. What uh what song's playing in the background? Is it Rock the Casbah? Might I think, be. I think it's yeah. Rock the Casbah. It's just it's your favorite video. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> terrible at remembering yeah. things apparently. Uh it's just six and a half minutes of Marcelo Garcia choking people and their faces. Yeah. Just gritting their teeth and he's just he's got their back smiling. Yeah, they yeah. look not stoked. Yeah. They're they're looking real not stoked. And yeah. it's fun. I think uh, there's a couple of videos where Dave's in one of them. You know, there's like stills of I have stills sent to me from Dave on Facebook of him being bow and arrowed by Marcelo. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it looks like it hurts. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. you trained with Marcelo at Marcelo's school a few times, right? A, a number of times? Yeah, I've been there a bunch, actually. Uh, and I'm looking forward to going to New York again. Uh, I'll probably be putting a lot more of my effort into uh, Jiu-Jitsu for the People, which is aligned to New York City and Fabio mm -hmm. Clemente's gym. Cool. But uh, I'll dip in over there, too, and uh, I'm sure Dave will. But, yeah, Dave trained there for, uh, I think, three years. And yeah. It, like, just, I mean, he was always prioritizing Paul's classes, Paul Strider's classes, and he's transferred a lot of that over here. I mean, it's just awesome to see it. Dave's, you know, he's like an almanac of information, uh, especially the, the style that we're most fascinated with. And then we have Jared, too, who's been all over as well, and he's got fantastic things to offer. He's, his closed guard, his ability to break people down, break their posture down is like, I think in this area, second to none, you know? It's pretty miserable. I mean, it's miserable, of, yeah. The other I mean, to me, that. sometimes I can just feel my heart racing before it even happens. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm getting into. As yeah. soon as he closes those legs, I'm like, oh, jeez. Okay, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's, uh, Buffalo's jiu-jitsu scene is, I mean, maybe it's because I was an outsider for so long, but it seems like it's actually starting to pick up steam right about now. There's not a whole lot of, there's not a lot of black belts in the area. No. You know, I, I, think I tried to count the other day and I counted maybe six, five or six. I think it's higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm... But I think I it's under know. 10. It's under 10. Then. And yeah. I guess I would consider that small. You know, if you ever... 
I don't want to compare Buffalo to a gym like Atos or something where there's, you know, there's always six black belts on the sure. mat every class, but to see it grow like that is, is pretty cool. It's nice to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. To Because our, our school is still really new. We just had our set or third blue belt, right? That's the highest rank that we've ever had promoted. Was it Darren? It was Darren. And Darren's been trained for a long time. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. And he's, he's a super nice guy, too. I yeah. think he does listen to this, so oh. Darren's a punk bitch. Yeah. That's why he... Oh, man. Yeah, fuck Darren. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it's cool to have that happen <laughs> at our school to see it's like, man, we just had, like, a blue... Like, our friend just got promoted to the blue belt, and that's a huge deal. And that's the, the highest ranking belt we've ever had promoted. I you know. I mean, even just rewinding time, what like five or six years, a blue belt was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know the times change, um, but it was super, super rare to see someone get a blue belt in less than like two years. And they were training regularly, mm-hmm. and they were in the gi regularly. And now sometimes you'll see guys and they'll come in and. You know, it's just that there's a lot of black belts now in comparison to five or six years ago, and and you didn't even have the luxury of giving out a blue belt if you know if you wanted to, you know. And so yeah, things have changed, but it's cool. To, it's kind of cool to watch sometimes. Like my old school mindset kicks into gear, and it's like, well, that's bull crap, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I, I for the most part, I'm pretty excited about it, and. Uh, very rarely do I think someone doesn't earn that, uh, you know, that right or that opportunity. Yeah, it's and being a part of uh, Fight Family. That was the name of the company, right? Yes. For the, does the tournament? Uh, I competed at that tournament, the first tournament, and it was awesome. Having, you know, I actually, did, I went to the tournament last year, mm-hmm. the last one in May, and the next day I went down to Buffalo United Martial Arts and signed up. I had, we had been doing it prior, like, um, we trained Darren's dog, yeah. and we mentioned, we were like, yeah, man, we want to do jujitsu, but our schedule is terrible, and no one's going to offer a 7 a.m. class, like, who in God's name wants to wake up that early, and he was like, oh, I will, because <laughs> yeah. it was right before his fight with Doug, and uh, he was like, oh, I want to train, and I was like, well, okay, like, let's go to the gym at 7 a.m., so we learned jujitsu at 7 a.m. from Darren. Like started going to Buffalo United on Main Street every morning. Mostly like seven thirty. Yeah, mostly like seven thirty because Darren doesn't know how to tell time. But uh, <laughs> it was it was really cool to to have that. Like, it was nice to have that private start because I'm I had a lot of social anxiety issues and sure that first it's to me it's very scary going to your first class. Yeah. Right. I went to my first class and I was like I know nobody, mm. and it's terrifying. And of course the first class we're doing Granby rolls and. Inverted omoplatas. I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, what? That can be a bit much, yeah. yeah. So it's tough. I mean, it's. I think Josh does a great job of having the introductory classes. I mean, the conversations I have with people is, I mean, if I can only have a nickel every time I even hear it, I'd be, I'd probably have 20 cents, you know, but no. Uh, I, I hear people all the time say, like, I'd like to check out a class, or I'd like to try that. And, you know, unfortunately, you still have a lot of people that they can't really connect how you get them through the door. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Hoffa was saying, you were at the Hoffa Seminar, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was saying, like, it's really tough if you have an MMA gym and you have a cage and you have just some ordinary Joe walk in and, you know, he's probably not going to want to try jujitsu if he's seeing that and he's getting, you know, mean mug. 
and that's kind of hopefully what direction I'm heading is that uh, that opportunity for anyone to try and train. Mm -hmm. um, and I think too that that way you'll have people who aren't like they're dabbling everywhere, uh, and and then their proficiency in one aspect is, is sometimes not um, not as good. You know, it's hard to be a master of one thing. Uh, you know, you hear that jack of all trades, master of none thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to say that there aren't people that are super proficient in jujitsu. As obviously there are, right? But I guess it's to say that in terms of where we're at here locally. Um, Jiu-Jitsu has only really been meant to complement MMA up until not too long ago, right? And it's fortunate that there are some people that have pretty much made uh, uh, their focus Jiu-Jitsu and only Jiu-Jitsu. So Josh being one of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I thought it was a, an interesting point. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have guessed Yeah. that was his answer as to why it's like all white. You know? yeah. yeah. That was cool. That was actually pretty close. Now I think about it. It's, it's like, so awesome to hear, though, that your first time training was because you were motivated after going that, to that tournament. Yeah. And if I, we just get everybody that says, hey, I think I might be interested, get their eyes on that tournament, mm -hmm. how many more people are we going to have? And how many more, really, opportunities for, for growth, for yeah, teaching? For sure. I mean, all these things, buzz gear being, like, right. local, it's so awesome. It's so awesome to see those, like, you know those seeds being planted and it's really exciting and, and it should have happened a long long time ago uh you know i always dave and i joke and you might have heard this like the one dog one bone when we yell it <laughs> we're referencing that mindset and uh there's a lot of people out there like that still to this day like well i st i freaking started in 2004 in the middle of 2004 instead of the end of 2000 it's like come on Really? We're going to get into the, you know, yeah. it's 2016 now. We're in June 2004. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, the tournament did. It was, I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. I was working with Darren, and I went to the tournament. I watched Darren fight, and I watched Darren get choked, and then I watched Darren choke somebody, and I was like, damn, that looks like fun. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And just the... The confidence and the, the sense of accomplishment that you get just from trying it. Oh, yeah. You don't have to go out there and, like, win. or You don't have to go out there and, you know, perform beyond your expectations. You can just walk away saying, I did something that took a lot of bravery that really had me, you know, hit that fight or flight experience for a moment. Yeah. And I think it's for me, benefited me in all other aspects of my life. I walk into an interview room now for a job without any sort of hesitation or reservation, you know, and I am not the most confident person. I didn't have a great experience with school growing up. I didn't have the best experiences with my peers growing up. I was a small kid, you know? Yeah. So, uh, jujitsu is I wasn't always just there. ripped. Uh, I mean, well, you're, you're like mega swole. <laughs> Post-class swole. So yeah. Well. yeah, you're super bro-tendo <laughs> Oh, geez. it's You're right. The confidence level, it does go up. It's it's one of those cliches that you read anytime. If you just Google jiu-jitsu, yeah. reasons to start jiu-jitsu, it's like confidence building. And it, it really is. And I'm still trying to connect those dots to mm -hmm. see 
right? I felt better, I don't know, like maybe five classes in, I felt more confident in myself. And the only thing that happened five classes in was being triangled left and right. Yeah. Right? It took a long time for me to realize that stop taking one arm out and leaving one arm in. Stupid. <laughs> but you just feel confident when you, when you figure these things out yourself. You're like, For sure. Yeah. And, and I think that that's life, too, is you, you, are, you give this you get like a super small window of opportunity to prove yourself, maybe even in school. Okay, here's the information. The test is Friday, and it sucks. You know, you just you have to perform constantly and regurgitate information, and you, the trial and error is, is small, you know? And then you realize that it, it does take time. Anything takes time, you know, and a lot of, a tremendous amount of patience. Patience, which is something I struggle with, you know. I've, and, uh, and now it's, it's not something I struggle with usually, which is great. And also, you know, I used to get in fights quickly, real quickly, embarrassingly quick. And now I'm fighting myself instead of fighting other people, which is a much better battle because I can usually win now, which is great. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I mean, even even on the jiu-jitsu match, there's plenty of times where I've had incidents where I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, if I were, if that were 18-year-old Mike, I would have lost it. And now I'm like, it's not worth it. Who cares? You know, yeah. I've hit that situation so many times. So maybe for anger management or self-control or, you know, um, Maybe for just simply being the bigger person, it's been so instrumental for my life. You know, I agree. It's a, it's a very interesting way, jujitsu has of worming its way into, into your, subconscious thought. Right. And yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty it's, interesting. I mean, I tried playing music for forever, and I always thought I was inadequate. I didn't always have the best surroundings because I'd hang out with highly proficient musicians for a while. <laughs> and so that's, you know, pretty intimidating. Like, yeah, I'm never going to be that. Um, but no, through jujitsu, I've picked up other things and I think I've gotten pretty decent at some things that I never expected, you yeah. know, in terms of instruments, things like that. So, I, and again, I probably would have given up had I not had jujitsu in my life. Yeah. I hear you. I, uh, also competed at the tournament recently. It was the first competition for me as well. It was pretty intense for my first match. Was it's kinda, it? You know, like my dad's there watching and shit. Oh, man. Like she your dad friends. was there? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> pressure is on. You yeah. Know, like don't get tossed around by some other dude in oh front of your gosh. family, you know? Yeah. But uh, it was a way bigger adrenaline rush than I thought it was going to be. It is. And I think that, like, you have to rehearse mm -hmm. competitions and... So for me, it's unusual. This area, like, while it's growing in some regards, in others, I'm like, come on, guys. You know, like, trying to knock on the, on the door of opportunity for, the, for some. It is. It's a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could be uh, an actor, I'd want to rehearse my scenes as frequently as possible. And the same goes for jiu-jitsu. So if you want to be decent at jiu-jitsu and you want to, like, show up to a bigger tournament, I mean, now you have a tournament in your backyard, essentially. Yeah. And what better way? And who cares like, because really, at the end of the day, it's just a game. It's mm -hmm. just jujitsu. Who cares if you win or lose? Uh, people blow it out of proportion, like, oh, so and so might see that I lost to so and so or whatever. There's like 200 matches in a day. You know, I'm roughing. I can't recall what happened. How <laughs> late? You know, people will tell me. You know, and I'll just resort to the results. How did you do the buzz, by the way? 
I did pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You can say you won double gold. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. great, man. That's sweet. That's he, cool. had, he had 15 people yelling at him how to finish a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. Finish a triangle, Ryan, you'll get your blue belt. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I was brutal. sitting there next to Josh Ketri with John and Pedro, and everyone is just, grab your shit! <laughs> and he, he's, he's, he has a triangle set up, and everyone's, grab your shit, grab your shit! And the guy has two on one control on his arm. So <laughs> we clearly see this, but we're telling him how to finish that triangle. Yeah, it's like, awesome. Finish Thanks. it. I appreciate it. So hey. double gold, that's a that's a that's like so rare at at that belt level. Like cause it's sweet. Do you have a, what kind of background do you have? I have Did three little sports? brothers that are wrestlers. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so you have the competitive spirit, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm right. way taller than all of them are. Like, So you beat the crap out of them, right? I at least can keep them at a distance, but <laughs> they all like went to states and shit. Oh, my and gosh. wrestling, so once they tackled you to the ground, it was just hot shit, plates of shit, you know? <laughs> um, Where do they wrestle at? Grand Island High School. Oh, yeah. Yeah. but That's cool. Uh, but otherwise, I just... Can you take them down? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm way more comfortable being on the ground. That's great. <laughs> when yeah. I was younger, I'd start punching them. And, yeah, my <laughs> they're wrestling, I'm punching They're wrestling, yeah. I'm, like, elbowing their kidneys and stuff, you know? Uh, but, you know, high school wrestlers can be nasty, too, man. Like, oh, fingers sure. in your collarbone yeah. type shit. L- only shit little brothers get away with. Mm. I remember, like, one of the fights that I got in high school... Uh, the, this kid just wiped the floor with me. He was a wrestler. It was brutal. It yeah. was brutal. Like, I I think I was, like, burrowed underneath the <laughs> fence. <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Just trying to escape. Yeah. So, fortunately, I don't know, maybe that made a permanent imprint in my brain. And sure. I don't have to worry about that as much now. I'm 36, and getting in a fight when you're 36 is... Incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, it's way yeah. more unacceptable. Yeah, <laughs> like if you get in a fight in your thirties, I mean, it's just not. Gosh, yeah, I mean, the only fight is I. I feel like it's only okay to get in a fight if someone physically accosts you. Then, like, yeah, okay, of like, course, yeah. Now right. we're defending ourselves, but yeah. if you're just yelling at someone and starting a fight. Just, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, let's, yeah. let's. Oh boy! Like, let's take a step back and reevaluate yeah. what led us here. I don't drink, but when I'm around people who drink, I'm so fascinated by it. And I am an enormous button pusher. So I, all I think is like, I bet I can get them to fight each other. And it's the worst. It's the worst like train of thought. And it doesn't mesh at all with being, you know, a leader, but <laughs> that's just like the little healthy you know, competition, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a little. I just like to see competitive spirits yeah. that's all yeah uh, right yeah. what's that from Batman some men just want to see the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's a huge jump yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. so you're essentially <laughs> like the joke yeah. Yeah, I just right. like to start fights at a bar by just sitting there yeah just plotting <laughs> pull dude's hair yeah. Yeah. just slap his lady's ass they turn around yeah. like, well, did you hear what he said about her oh my yeah. god yeah it's terrible oh my god it's so rude that's <laughs> funny uh, I uh, during that tournament, I remember breathing, actually taking my first breath, at, like a minute and a half into my first. <laughs> <laughs> I remember That's just awesome. standing there, grabbing, fighting, hand fighting with this guy, grabbing his collar, and lifting my foot, yeah. avoiding the trip, and then finally I'm like. <sighs> 
I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I remember I breathed, I took my first breath when I pulled guard. I was like, all <laughs> That's right. great. I pulled guard and I went, <sighs> and I was like, oh, he's choking me. Okay. <laughs> That's and so funny. Back in the day, like, Fredonia tournaments, I remember always hearing Chuck yell, breathe, bro. <laughs> and I would think to myself, like, that guy's not breathing, you know? Like, <laughs> you should know to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> right. It was so Your coach funny. shouldn't have to tell you that, but... Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that fight or flight thing is no joke. Oh, it's intense. And it doesn't go away. No. Nope. It doesn't go away. Like, I, I'll i take time off from a tournament, and, uh, like, let's say it'll be a year. I'm like, holy smokes, what is going on right now? My heart's, like, in my neck. Yeah. You know? You get yeah. all pumped up just to take your flip-flops off to step on the mat. Yeah. And then the ref's not saying anything to you. Like, <laughs> what does this guy want? We're yeah. supposed to go over here. And then I didn't even know the guy tapped. So the yeah. ref just, like, stop. And I was like, okay. And he's like, fix your gi. I'm like, okay. So I'm fixing my gi. I'm like, all right, do we start, like, I'm on top of him? And he's like, no, you won't. I'm like, oh. That's great. Okay, so I'll fix my gi. Yeah. And then he's like, go over here so I can raise your hand. And I'm like... Huh? Yeah. It was a weird little tunnel vision. You yeah, got, it's you just know? like... It's like you and that guy mm-hmm. and my fucking dad yelling. Yeah. <laughs> my dad yelling. My dad yelling. Oh, I said my pretty dad. Much I'll disown you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know much about jiu-jitsu, so it was basically like, yeah. you know, encouraging dad, statements. Yeah, know? my dad would come to tournaments too, but he would... Uh, he didn't really know much either, but he would get super pumped, and then he'd talk to me afterwards, and... He'd say things to me, and sometimes they were, you know, really encouraging words. And then sometimes I was like, "Well, geez, Dad. I mean, maybe." <laughs> yeah. You know what he used to say to me? I was like, "You're too nice of a guy. You really are. You're just a really nice guy." And like, I don't know. Like, you're just a super nice guy. I'm like, I did. I don't lose that match because I'm nice. pissed too, man. I'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. your son. <laughs> right? Like if you can get pissed. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> the heaven way to reach you like only your father can. Yeah, right. Yeah. He knows exactly what to say all the time. He does know though that like sometimes I'm just in, you know, really um, my head's in the clouds and in a good mood and it doesn't matter like what's going on. And I can't sometimes turn it on. Mm-hmm. He knows that. I think that, like, me knowing that was one of the reasons why I didn't do MMA. And then the other reason was I thought that if I did, it would lead to a path that wasn't, it was counterproductive towards the goals that I had in my personal life, like having a family, being a good husband. I thought that I would become addicted to that chase. And I think, you know, in retrospect, it was a really good decision for me to make because uh, I do have, like, that addictive personality and transition over to jiu-jitsu, but I'm not like, oh, i got to get ready for this fight. i got to go run five miles right now. And, I, you know, that probably would have been me, and that's not good. I don't know if it's good for a family, man. I kind of wonder, and I don't know if it's good. I sometimes wonder if, like, it's... Like, I mean, I don't know. People think this stuff. I do. When I'm watching MMA, like, it's kind of dehumanizing sometimes. It's kind of, Very. Uh, I don't know. There's times where I watch it. I'm like, man, I don't know if I should be watching this stuff. Like I dude enjoy getting it. head kicks so hard. He just, like, yeah. stiff and turns it's, off. Yeah. yeah like, no, you're right. Dude's you're brain right. turns off. Yeah. And yeah. We, were, we were all watched that fight together. Uh, watching a fight with people when someone gets knocked out, everyone doesn't, it's just quiet. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you watch someone's light just... Oh. And yes. then it was just, There's an initial burst of excitement. And then, yeah. oh, like, oh God, I think that guy might have died for a second. <laughs> yeah, and it just oh, started, Jesus. you know, like what in the in the early '90s. So it's a relatively new phenomenon. And 
we don't really know the repercussions. And it's the same with boxing, and I grew up fascinated with boxing. Um, but now when I go to Canada with my, you know, family here and there, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I looked up to him so much, and now he's like, he needs a bib. You know, yeah. like, what kind of person am I? And, and I think that, the, you know, it's unfortunate because... My, my brother and I always joke, joke about like secular society, but um, you know, like hedonism is a real thing. And yeah. if, like you're just obsessed with pleasure, and like uh, this this entertains me, and you don't think beyond that. That's I don't know. I wonder, right? So with jujitsu, I know for a fact that like if I want to tone it down, <laughs> I can still love jujitsu sure. and tone it down and keep my body intact. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to turn it up, which I'm 36. I can still do that, fortunately, you know, than I do. So, options. Yeah, I have options and no brain damage. Yeah, no, that's a big thing for yeah. me is I'm not really interested in getting kicked in the noggin. I, yeah. I would like to do as much as possible to avoid that in all For actually. sure. And let's just be honest, too. Would you just look at us? I mean, there's three handsome gentlemen yeah. sitting in a yeah. weight room right now. For, for sure. sure. And we can't be punched in the face. I don't want to get all no. like Tommy Boyd. Yeah. Big purple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be all like. Blah. Maybe we get a little more salt and peppery. We'll uh, we'll be models. I mean. I'm, yeah. There we go. I'm hitting the salt and pepper real hard. Yeah. I think once it creeps into my beard, though, then it's gonna be game over. Are you gonna lose the beard, or are you just gonna? I'm gonna keep the gray. I want to go full gray beard. Oh like, man. I want to be. I want to be that guy on the mats who's just full gray beard and like, Jesus Christ, that guy probably knows everything. <laughs> he looks like he's a wizard. Holy why is he still a white belt? Yeah, why is he still a non-strike white belt? How long have you been grappling? Yeah. 12 years. <laughs> You're still a white belt? Always. Dude, look at his beard. Look at his beard. <laughs> I restarted. Distract them. This is my lucky belt. <laughs> <laughs> I love when someone like goes to make a joke at someone else and, you know, uh, and that other person defends by just totally sidetracking the entire conversation. That's like my favorite thing to do for myself. I had a coworker make fun of me today because I like Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like a guilty pleasure. Do you like cheesecake? Is it the cheesecake? Or no, I just think that like, I don't know, for for chain restaurant, if you got to go there, you, you go there. It's super expensive. I only go there when I have like a coupon or a gift card, but right. it's not bad, you know? It's I've, not bad. I've been maybe one or two times, and the only thing I remember is eating the cheesecake and being like, I'm so fucking full that I should eat this cheesecake. <laughs> God damn it, I need the cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. Sugar shock, too. Ooh, like the sugar yeah. shock from that. I, I'm super sensitive to sugar. I think that's the only reason why I'm really healthy is because, like, I grew up having a lot of health issues, one, and two, like, I have to pee like a racehorse if I have <laughs> even a scoop of ice cream and it like it's such an annoyance to me that I'm like alright I'm not gonna do this anymore you know and then I do it two weeks later but yeah. <laughs> like that's not bad that's like a 90% healthy lifestyle right yeah. Yeah, you're talking sure. to someone who's lactose intolerant who will willingly oh, talked about this. willingly <laughs> go get three scoops of ice cream yeah. and I'll be walking down the street like oh Jesus this is a horrible I gotta go gotta walk faster walk faster walk faster I'm like a garbage disposal man I can eat whatever I'm not really allergic oh, to man. anything I get jealous of people like that sometimes and then others I'm like it's gonna catch up to man you, you got you got no discipline huh yeah, yeah. don't yeah. have to hedonism yeah. <laughs> hedonism and it's pride yeah right it's all about me. It's me and my good time at your expense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think about you right now. They're thinking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a hedonism comes out when I'm really hungry. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, of course. Like, you just become a disgusting... I feel like it becomes so primal at that point. You're not... You say disgusting, I say I, creative. I say beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you're not... Chew, you're chewing, kind of. Yeah. You're just... You can't fit enough food in your mouth, and people are talking, and you're just like... Don't care. Sure. Like, after the tournament, I went and ate, like, ten tacos. Oh, like, my gosh. I see people do that all the time. It's weird to me. Uh, you had ten tacos? I had three. I had tacos are delicious. I mean, I no, I'll tacos. see them just, like, overeat. They'll order, like, 30 or $40 worth of food. Holy oh, yeah. Again, I'm a cheapskate. Dave's Brigada is, is a cheapskate as well. We'll never do stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of, wow, you were really that hungry? They say to not to go grocery shopping on an empty stomach, right? right? Yeah, well, too bad. Yeah, and, and now people... <laughs> I did. Yeah, All people right. will cut weight, like an enormous amount of weight for a jiu-jitsu tournament. They'll actually watch what they eat for, God forbid, like five days, right? <laughs> five days just to drop uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking straight water for five days damn it all I'm in a miserable mood <laughs> right. I was I thought about trying to cut the weight and I was like maybe I'll move down so I've decided now that I'm gonna continue to eat healthier and I'm actually gonna add a little bit more to my exercise routine to maintain 220 pounds so that when the time comes to weigh in all I had to do is drop like two pounds That'd be great. That's the way to be. For I sure. actually went up a weight class. I ate a pasta Leo right before. Hit up LaFleur beforehand. I did. <laughs> that's, dude, that's the problem. I have LaFleur a block away from me five days a week, and you can go get chicken, beans, and rice, and all sorts of cakes and shit for yeah. $10. I would like to get a better diet, and uh, I am trying to make some of those changes, but I'll be damned if I'm not addicted to sweet treats, man. Yeah, you guys aren't going to like this, I, I, but if you guys want to eat clean, move to the burbs. Move away from good restaurants. Yeah, dude. You know? I, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> Don't be silly. I can't do that. Let's not be too silly. That's where all the good beer is, too. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I, I wouldn't know, but I'm sure, yeah. yeah. There is a lot of good beer in the suburbs, though. Like the, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. Well, I mean... I, I'm trying to think what I eat most of the time. I'm, I'm, I did measure it out. Like, I counted and looked at what I ate, and I was like, I don't eat all that bad. I don't like sweet food. I'm not super into yeah. the chocolate. I'm like, meh. Ice cream, meh. Cheesecake? Oh, fuck. I mean, yeah. but the problem is cheesecake's so far away from me that I'm like, mm. eh, I don't care about it. I make cheesecake sometimes. Why have I never? Yeah. Why have I never I had a cheesecake? used to be a baker. Cheesecake? Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I like making cheesecakes. I used to be a candlestick maker. Yeah, no. I have a cousin who's a butcher. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's that's my nickname, by the way, guys. I'm pretty badass. Butcher? The butcher. Candlestick? Cool. No, I'm just Candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> my friend's name is John Butcher. No, we just call him John the Butcher. Yeah. That's oh, cool. yeah. He's a tattoo artist. Oh, okay. So when your school is up and running yeah. uh, in completion, what's what's your main focus going to be? Uh, like, what are your goals? You know, what are your sure. aspirations for your school? So, uh... I want to obviously teach kids. I want to actually be involved in teaching kids. I have a four-year-old, and if he wants to do jujitsu, which I think he does, because we play every day jujitsu, and um, I want him to have every opportunity to have a clean, safe, and uh, you know, I guess decent environment mm-hmm. so that he can do that. That's that's a huge factor in my decision making. Um, it's not obviously about him and I, but more so just seeing kids and, and building self-esteem and confidence from that. And also, I want to see if, if people really want to succeed 
mm-hmm. beyond the local or regional level to have that opportunity. You know, um, we, I mean, there's not a ton, but we've lost quite a few people in the area because sometimes they'll say, this isn't adequate for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that now it's different and we haven't lost too many. Um, and, you know, Buffalo is Buffalo too, so you yeah. can't always prevent that. But um, I would like to maybe have that that person, you know, where they can succeed and it's beyond, um, you know, maybe it's white to black belt, carry someone and they can succeed at, at a black belt level too and, and not have to, you know, go away and maybe make a new home elsewhere. That would be great, you know. Um, I think also just having a, an environment where there's there's more women training, mm-hmm. there's people from all walks of life, that would be great. Um, and, and just seeing it truly grow. And it is. I mean, it is growing. The other schools that I go to, um, I, I think of Joe Indy School, uh, Buffalo Combat Fitness, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, a school where it's growing really well. And I think of Josh's school, it's obviously growing really well. And there's other schools, too, that are, that are doing, obviously, they're, they're doing, doing well, well themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But just to kind of be in the mix, I don't need to be, um, have the coolest uh, car decals or, um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> weird things that people put like uh, so much emphasis on I don't need to have the baddest social media but I also know that that's a requirement sure you guys see the last South Park episode with social media and like, yeah no. I love oh. the way they depict it because it's just Holy I don't know man I don't know what it is but like it always leaves a weird taste in my mouth mm-hmm. and I feel as if it's like a different universe it's like yeah. there's the real world we live in and then there's social media world that people live in and like people will put this big post and like wait a minute I, I know you, you know, I don't know if you really think like that yeah <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, when I was trying to get into like meeting girls better and like things like were on you know it was my space at the time which dates me a bit but this one girl wrote that she loves Kurt Vonnegut I was like oh sweet so I was referencing some books and she's like what are you talking about and uh, I was like talking about Kurt Vonnegut I thought we had some things in common and uh, and she's like I don't know I don't even know who the hell that is I, just some guy that I thought was hot happened to say that so I was like Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, yeah. Cool. This yeah. is terrible. I know, exactly. <laughs> Can I leave now? I just <laughs> spent $50 on food to try to impress you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think the social media aspect is definitely something that's, I don't necessarily want to say uh, like a necessary evil, Yeah. but I don't think it's going anywhere, and I think human beings are just kind of learning how to effectively communicate. Sure. Through social media. I think that there's That's some true. people that... There's a lot of headbutting right now, right? Absolutely. There's some people who are figuring out, I'm just going to share my story. Here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Here's the medium of which I can tell this story. And then there's other people who are kind of like the... Uh, what was his name? Like the... The sham wow guy and the shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spamming all of your news oh feeds gosh. with like yeah. some in-your-face nonsense. That yeah, and, and it's just the way that people choose to phrase things, too. Like, we're the freaking best all the time, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. How can... 
you're the best, and that guy's the best, and <laughs> that guy's the best. Who's really the best? It's exactly. like the world's best cup of coffee. You know, going back. Exactly. I mean, I am the best, but yeah. let's be real. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I wouldn't deny that. I, I think deny. some of that has to do with television. There's a lot of people who are using social media that are used to this television blast in your face, nonstop stimulus. Yeah. Rather than uh, focusing, I think, on quality over quantity. And that's that's what's happening. I mean, we're so many. There's phone zombies. Yeah. You know. Mm. And uh, I play I, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Dude, a, I'm, <clears> I'm not <throat> mocking that. What I am mocking is like being permanently like wired in with five or six hundred people. Yeah. That's got to yeah. be exhausting, right? I mean, it's exhausting for me. And uh, to think about it, it's exhausting. Oh my gosh, yeah. But I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think people are going to eventually simmer down, and it'll be it'll be beneficial. We see things like, you know, I hate to use Josh's favorite word, transparency, but we see things that are becoming more transparent. Luckily, to you know, uh, social media presence and to um, you know, like journalistic integrity and yeah, sharing like of information yeah absolutely so um but it's 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 a lot it's a lot in a short amount of time mm-hmm. it's a funny era right imagine what we're going to be like when we have chips in our head it's going to be awesome dude it's going to be so awesome so awesome. Be super cool yeah. to see shit just like i'll probably be just as dumb <laughs> yeah because <laughs> <Most certainly. laughs> yeah. your brain will just be like a half of it'll be on autopilot <laughs> Never have to look, take out your phone to figure out the tip again. Just yeah, like, yeah. I'll transfer just be Bitcoin <laughs> and then it's done. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, you guys are uh, uh, Bitcoin investors? Yeah. yeah. Well, not really an investor, but I have Bitcoin. Do you really? Yeah, <laughs> some, dude. Do you? Yeah, I have yeah. some. I don't I mean, know what I'm going to do man. with it. But you ever see those sci-fi movies where transfer 40,000 units that's bitcoin man is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically a digital cryptocurrency that you can use in any country on the planet just... as long as you have cell service ah. wow I was just watching I watched uh. since it's October I'm doing I watch horror movies a lot yeah. in October because whatever Halloween cool I watched this movie called The Darkness with Kevin Bacon in it and yeah. the the movie was phoned in right the writing everything was just terrible like most horror movies but it was just so yeah. bad so there's one scene where he's he's an architect and he works in an architectural firm, and Paul Reiser is his boss and he comes in and he goes so what's up uh, you're down uh, you're you're down ten percent what's going on and I'm like what the fuck's down ten percent he's an architect <laughs> I don't know buy sell buy buy he's just like he goes so your your staff's down ten percent huh you guys are down what's what's going on I'm like. I I don't understand like I'm not an architect and if there's any architects that are listening to this write a comment and explain to me but how are you down 10 percent what are you what are you down 10 percent and it struck me as just what the fuck? Yeah. i don't understand that's awesome that's horrible writing right there yeah. just but there was it was weird there in the movie they're insinuating that he was having an affair with somebody yeah like his wife's like creeping in on him while he's on the phone he's like well i can't uh she won't let me go out my Blah 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 blah, and like, oh no, he's having an affair. And then later on in the movie, he's just like, "I'm sorry about the affair." I'm like, wait, how you, he had a fucking affair? Like, how, <laughs> this is news to me. Yeah, uh, just such a weird movie. 
You wonder what went on there during the editing process, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't <laughs> even that cool. It wasn't that scary. So I have a tell when I'm scared. Yeah. Like, we'll be watching a horror movie, and I'll be like, oh, shit, my phone went off. <laughs> oh, I'll be looking at my phone when really nothing happened. I just, I can't look at the fucking TV because I'm too scared. <laughs> and uh, I didn't look at my phone very much during that movie. Interesting. That's Actually, good. That's, I, no, I think everyone should have a rule. That's a lot. They don't I look at their phone for, while they're awake, for at least two hours a day. Oh, for sure. And no. He sounds like he's getting preachy. He's getting on his high horse right now. <laughs> Some people might say, Fuck I, that guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just, it's such a healthy thing to do. It's such a wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. You're so much more productive when you do that. Mm-hmm. I have a rule, too, with like with my kids. That i got to put the phone down when I get home. I have to give them my undivided attention. And if I don't, and now granted, sometimes my boss might be texting me, and she's she might be mad at me. I don't think she would be, but that I'm not responding to her immediately and um, and maybe it makes me look bad from a you know employee standpoint but my kids they need my attention and it's it's pretty important that they get it uh, it's it's also important that I show that like what they're saying matters and mm-hmm. you know for sure uh, being present in that time is absolutely. i think more important than being available even when you're not getting paid Communication Absolutely. is not down with that. The, the, uh, the, the growth of communication has spoiled us, I think. The text messages spoil us. It does. I, it's like, it's a text message, not an email. Right? It's a, yeah. Well, fuck you. I'm going to treat it like an email. Like, yeah. I'll get to you when I get to you. Right? My phone vibrates. Cool. I don't care. I press a button so it stops vibrating. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of, of taking my phone and putting it on a shelf. At work. Oh, I put yeah. it on it's a, a windowsill, and I'm just like, I, I, I like care. the do not disturb function. Oh my god, I love it. Did you good. say disturbs your favorite band? Yeah, he's wish. down with the sickness for Dude. sure. I, uh, man, I've seen them every year since. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I really like the piercings you've got going on now. <laughs> Just like uh, what's his name? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to try. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can get my. And then he's gonna have us fight. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's pushing buttons already. Yeah, right. Um, that should be the warm up for every class. Just do like Just disturb. Vocals. Yeah, just do your vocals as you're skipping with your arms. Uh, I could get into that, yeah. I'd probably be the only one. And I, I know that there's plenty of times where people are like, this dude is off his rock or weird. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I also think, though, that that's having a contagious energy is mm-hmm. is huge. And, sure. and, I, and, like, that's what I really bring to the table. I mean, I know that I'm going into a market that seems a little bit saturated now. But I also have a you know an exercise science background, fitness background. I know how to like motivate and kind of really pick up the pace, pick up the crowd. And I mean, maybe I have hardcore thing because I always <laughs> wanted to be just throw down. To yeah, think. dude, exactly. I, I gotta think throw down right now. Eight <laughs> visions, Zayo. <laughs> I want to thank throw down for helping me open up my school. I want to thank my sponsors, throw down. Hate hey, read. Read. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb of God. Circle takes the square. Oh, oh, Jesus. I don't yeah. know what they sound like. <laughs> I'm just doing I just love to say that band's name. Judge. It sounds so stupid. <laughs> Judge. Uh, Judge, Terror, and Chromax. Yeah. Can I go back uh, to where we were saying about uh, communication, though? Yeah. Probably like, not. E- we're totally lost, right? Yeah. Even right now, I'm all about 
uh, like actually talking to people. Face to face is my favorite thing to do, and you know, reading body language is huge. And then I'll go to a phone call. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is text or email because it's always misinterpreted. Sure. And <laughs> gosh, it's, especially with work, I can send a one sentence email and it is just disaster. You know, like always, I was going to say disastrous, but I just decided disaster. But I like um, it. yeah, and it's easier to spell. It is. Yeah, it is. I think the break from technology is super important. I uh, yeah. was listening to another podcast at one point where somebody was talking about how uh, eyesight is starting to become something that people are having to utilize tools to repair far more often and younger because not necessarily that the light from the phone is doing something damaging to your eyes but your eyes are consistently focusing on something that is literally a hand away from you yeah and they're not doing the types of things that would cause their eyes to adjust to a great distance. They don't go out and hike. They're not riding a bicycle or they're not walking their dog out in the woods where you look at something three miles away, be able to focus on that. So I think being able to put your phone down does let you focus, even just in a very physical sense. Oh, sure. I can see way over there because I'm not staring at my hand. Yeah. I think it's only going to be better for us to figure out a way to find the correct way to juggle those things. You're right. Jonah, uh, one of the guys that trains here, mm-hmm. he, he's an old soul like myself. We get along very, very well. We both like books. We actually yeah. like books, not Kindles. I love books. Not, yeah, thank you. I thank you. love books. Yeah, they're great, right? Too many books. I got heaps of books. Yeah. Heaps of books. Oh, and, and I've, you know, taken most of my CDs and condensed them onto my phone which, great, I can listen to whatever I want, whenever yeah. I want. And maybe that's great, too, for reading. But I just, uh, I don't know, I think there's just something about not having white light. And I know there's Kindles that don't have white light. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, Mike, there's Kindles with no white light. Can I, can I pitch you this? <laughs> um, and I, I, it's just, it's such a good feeling. I don't know if I... I have a Kindle. Hardcover book is awesome, right? I dig it. Yeah. But it never, ever feels the same as holding the book and no. turning the pages. You know, that there is something about that action, I think. And I also like the fact that it is completely separated, especially a book you really enjoy. You read some yeah. books that are like, I want to read this. I'm not necessarily enjoying reading it. Sure. But there's other books that, like, you're thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what's going to happen in John Stark, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, how's this book gonna end? Where where's it gonna go? I, I prefer it. No, absolutely. I'm a big fan of coffee table books, and that, that section at Barnes and Noble is like, is my kryptonite. Oh my you gosh! Know, that just like Book of Five Rings. Do I need that? God no, but well, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's a coffee table book. I have a coffee table book about tigers. Why? Why wouldn't you? Because it's cool. Yeah. Big giant birds of prey books and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cool Speaking of birds of prey, I neither of you have kids, do you? Uh huh. Okay. They have a birds of prey uh, show at African Lion Safari. Oh wow. That blew my mind to the point where I'm like, I'm going every year. That sounds cool. With my son, you guys gotta go if you ever get the chance. That's sweet. It's, yeah. Can two grown men like go together? Like, yeah, yeah you can. Okay. You can watch the elephant show too, and they'll even paint you a picture if you want. 
It the elephant fun. will? Yeah, wow. heck yeah. It's okay. badass. You, I'm into that. Some people get an elephant ride. Maybe you got to lie and say it's your birthday. Maybe they'll check your ID and make sure. No. <laughs> I don't know. Well, dude, is there like a kid's thing? Because like, I'll, I'm not going to shave, but I'll try and pass it off. Like, yeah, I'm 12. Yeah, it's like for free popcorn at Hills type. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 12. Little yeah. Caesars. And yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. 12. Are you sure? Yeah, I've had this beard since I was six. <laughs> I wanted great. to uh, get into falconry. Oh. And I went so far as ordering the materials from the New York State That's awesome. Department of Environmental Conservation. Yeah. It's not that awesome. Well, it's <laughs> no. It's this big whopping, you know, inch thick booklet you gotta read through yeah. and understand. Man. Then you have to find a master falconer in the area who's willing to apprentice you. What's that like? What's that process like? Have you made it that far or no? No, fuck no, man. I called a couple <laughs> people and they were like, yeah, you got to build this thing outside your house to house the bird. Yeah. You have to put in and be able to document this many hours to the bird each week. And you have to apprentice with a master falconer for something like wow. two years. Oh and I was God. like, you know what? Yeah. I don't know if I want to, like some screeching ass, like, Fucking angry bird <laughs> in my backyard. It's kind of TC right away. Yeah, yeah, now that it seems like this is a shit ton of work, maybe I'll just. It seems like a lot more work than I'll let you do it. Maybe I can just wear a glove once and just let it fill. Yeah, it lands on people. It's horrifying holding it as far away from me as you can. I think they do that too in uh, African Lion Safari. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, Where is that? I should probably. Let's do that. I should. It's uh, in Mississauga. Oh, so okay. Canada. That's not super Team far. trip. Let's I'm go. Let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Let's go. Canada. Um, <laughs> Canada. I like bird watching though too. I get into Absolutely. that. Absolutely. For sure. Definitely got an old soul. And they have some awesome woodpeckers by my house. You know, there's Rhinestein Woods and then there's yes. Stiegelmeyer Park. Oh, They're those like are both, both within super rad reasons. places yeah. for birds. Like Rhinestein's amazing. It is. Real, I'm going to sidetrack for a second. Apparently, I don't know how true this is, but my mom told me that uh, Dr. Reinstein was the owner, mm -hmm. like had a thing for my grandma. Awesome. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine. Uh, Dottie. Dottie. <laughs> Dottie. Yeah, that's, that was her nickname. Grandma Dottie. Grandma yeah. Dottie, nice. Yeah. A friend of mine used to, uh, before it was kind of a nature reserve. Yeah. Reinstein used to let him fish for bass out of the pond. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see so many bizarre things there that, like, I had no idea were yeah. even in New York State. Every time I go for a walk there, every time I'm like, what? It's a cool place. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so nice. I think, too, that that's, like, the, the whole reason why I enjoy kind of just being a little bit away from, from like, you know, being packed like sardines. It's just mm -hmm. having opportunities like that. I mean, they're, they're available in Buffalo, fortunately, still, but, yeah. You just got a driver, though. Yeah. yeah. Ride your bike. That's I'm not opposed to driving. To go, so it's really fun going to. Uh, like I recently, I took a trip up to my family has a cabin up in Sardinia, and I I went to the cabin with my dog. Yeah. And it was awesome. I just was in the woods with my dog, by myself, me and my dog. And that's it was what just every like, every man should experience at least. It was a handful quiet, of times, right? Yeah. And at one point, I fell asleep on the deck. <laughs> which is a little scary because I fell asleep and I woke up a couple hours later and I was like, holy shit, where's my dog? And then I was like, oh, he's still there. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but it was it was cool to just be out there. I sat in the dark out in the woods with my dog and it was like, this is pretty rad. There's nothing bugging me. Phone didn't work. That's great. Just put the phone inside the pocket. Don't need it. 
sat there, rolling. Man, everyone should experience that. That's cool. Absolutely. I can't believe how much I love my dog. It's so weird. Uh, you don't got to tell us, man. <laughs> I'm addicted. It's like yeah. every day I walk him, every day without fail. If it's raining, I'm like, I'm going to buy him a new rain jacket. Like, yeah, not that I do, but, you know. My dog's got a raincoat. Does he? Sure, yeah, he hates the rain. He's a crybaby. My yeah. dogs do not have raincoats, but life jackets for sure. Oh, yeah. Winter awesome. jackets, better believe. Well, my, yeah. well we have two kitties. <laughs> One pity each that mine, mine will. I have to take him inside from the snow. Otherwise, he will just be out there until he freezes to death. Like he'll just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play in the snow until I die." Like, well, <laughs> let's not do that. Cause, I, mean, I kind of like you. They need yeah. oversight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a maniac. What kind of dog do you? He's a pit mix. So uh, he has Australian cattle dog, Rottweiler, and uh, Lab in him as well. I thought he was just. We got him from Smiling Pitbull Rescue. Nice. You guys don't. You don't know the backstory of that, do you? That's Smiling Pitbull. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know the backstory. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I was like volunteering for them back in the day too, but it yeah, didn't yeah, work yeah. out. So I don't know. I know a lot of people who used to do some work for Smiling Pitbull, and um, after all the allegations came out and. Uh, the dust settled. Yeah. A lot of people went and just formed their own rescue now. So No, I saw that. And that's what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, what's, you know, what's the saying? It's like, what's been destroyed can be replaced. I don't know. I mean, they just got in over their heads, really. Sure. That's what it was. I, I don't think that they were malicious or had horrible intentions mm-hmm. or it was, like, so profit-based. Because it wasn't. Like, yeah, yeah. I got my dog at, like, dirt cheap you know so I just think they got in over their heads and there's a more, there's a bigger demand than what they, anyone ever anticipated you know yeah rescue is tough man yeah it's a heartbreaking hobby for sure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah not something I can handle I fostered for uh, the city shelter really um, sometimes other rescues but mostly just the city shelter yeah you get the most neat most of these other rescues are getting their dogs from shelters and yeah yeah Buffalo City Shelter help them out help them out <laughs> go to Pities in the Park when they have it at Bigwell Park that's where I got my dog from Rocket yeah. Bully's coming up soon Rocket Bully's cool yeah go there and get drunk beer. And, or don't you know, or don't chicken what, wings whatever or don't. just Wait, eat chicken wings? You're sucking all the fun out of this bar time. Be man- manipulated by me. Rock and bully manipulate people into fighting. Just know yeah. there's people like me out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? You know, so, capitalizing on your drunkenness. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> more so than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a website for your your uh, gym? I do. It's lakeeffectmartialarts.com or lakeeffectbjj. Dot com. We have a Facebook page. Uh, you know, again, Lake Effect Martial Arts. We all. I think we have an Instagram, which I believe you do. Thank God I have help with because I don't have an Instagram. <laughs> I. The only social media that I do is Facebook. Just a promise I made to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overextend myself. That's you fair. Know? I mean, yeah. you got a lot to do. That's why I got coaches. That's right. Instagram. That's right. And like the younger they are, the probably the more proficient they are. (laughs) You know, they probably listen to like dubstep and can uh, can make me look cooler when I'm playing music. (laughs) I I think you just have to ask. Can you put a filter on that? 
Yeah. Make me look cool. Yeah. All right, let's do Make a picture. Make me look cool Team while picture. Prince is let's playing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Finn. We did roll the Prince yeah, today. Yeah, no, I'm totally down with Prince, Dude, for I'm sure. Definitely down with Prince. Yeah, you have to be. Next time, she's always in my hair. That's, mm, that's okay. the request. Oh, really? Sure. Yeah. You didn't like Delirious, though, today? Oh, I love Delirious. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I can talk music all day. It's weird to me. It's like the one thing that kind of, if if you're of the jiu-jitsu culture and you're not, like, kind of actually legitimately into music, there's a, I feel a disconnect sometimes. Like, sure. Man, like, what do you listen to? <laughs> Nelly? You know, like, come on, bro. You know? Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, know. boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, yeah. yeah. Music's big time important. Well, for me, you know, I used to ride my bicycle to the gym. Yeah. A bunch to roll. You listen to music while you ride. Sure. I'd be the first one there, so I get to, like, plug my phone in and mm-hmm. play music and get ready. Yeah, no, it saturates the whole sport I think it does and I think that too you just have those days where you need that pick me up mm-hmm. in what better way or you need you also have those days where you need to mellow out and again what better way with ranch <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you unaware the Eric Andre show is going to change your life <laughs> I love that show. I hate Ranch. So well, that's fine. In, infantile sometimes, yeah, but I love it. I don't even know what show. It's a. Uh, it it's on Adult Swim. Yeah. It's Cartoon Network. It's, you can watch all the episodes online. They're like twenty minutes each, but it's uh it's borderline infantile at times, and it's <laughs> the funniest shit I've seen in a long time. That's fair. Did you hear that uh, the season finale of this season? I think it's this season because I'm not like super tuned into the show. They show the show late. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not fast a store asleep. That stays up. Yeah, till two o'clock in the morning. But um, I guess they're gonna have they're gonna officially investigate three eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I like three eleven. When I mean, we all had our. I shit listened to three eleven. Yeah, when I was younger. Yeah, and right. You know, I mean, I have a real good drummer. There's, there's no doubt. Dude, they're they're good. They're good musicians. I can't take that away. But they're corny. Like, I remember that album music. I just played it nonstop, and I remember I pulled it out. I was like 26 or 27. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to listen to this again. Put it in my CD player, my car. I'm like, what was I thinking? Doesn't hold up. Amber is the color of your energy, dude. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. That's what you were thinking. Let's just make rash guards with like bad 311 quotes. <laughs> I could be done with that. Yeah. yeah. Buzz gear, get on that. Yeah. Yeah, buzz gear is that it's so cool to see something like that. I wish I'd see more of that. And going back to uh, like the tournaments too, is when we were talking about doing tournaments, I had talked with other people in the area mm-hmm. and saw where they were at, and they were just in the you know bare bone stages of uh, of development or ideas. And then I met with Josh, and Josh was like, you know, I mean, he was pretty far along, and 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 he was also uh, probably the easiest to deal with. I'm sure, he is <laughs> as a teacher too. Yeah. Uh, he's just such a cooperative person, and. You know, he never, I'm sure I've offered some stupid ideas to him all the time. You know, like, I'm sure I have. And he's never been like, no, that, no. You know, he's never made me feel that, uh, you know, what I was pitching was, was garbage. And I'm sure I have had garbage. But, and, and that's, a, that's a wonderful feeling. And, and, you know, honestly, that's the type of people you want to be around long term, right? You want to be around people that are, are helping you grow instead of, 
like kind of hindering your progress. So yeah. that's pretty awesome to hear you say that because I think uh, for a lot of people in jujitsu, it's it's not very often you hear them be complimentary of another school in their city, like in their yeah. area. Oh, I know it's cutthroat, yeah. right? So um, it's cutthroat, but. I mean, I know that if I were, uh, a, you know, white belt starting off again, there'd only be a couple of people that I would be able to like. Because I mean, when you when you have a coach, it's not just a coach and an instructor. It's someone you want to look up to, right? Mm-hmm. Someone that you you want to hope that they can lead by example. And I don't know what that entirely means on the grand scheme of things, but I know that like it's you know individualized. And Josh would be. Uh, obviously he could offer you patience at a you know level that most people probably couldn't and he's it, it's another thing too to see black belts who are training with kids to mm-hmm. see black belts who are training with white belts you don't see that often yeah. you just don't know um, and I think that that's super important it's, it's super important especially where we're at here locally you know um, it's one thing to to, uh, to, you know, have this, like, super mega school, like a Walmart-type school and have, you know, 50 people teaching and, you know, they have 50 different types of classes and maybe that is, maybe that at the end of the day is what works. I could be wrong, you know, but I think the connectedness is, is so important. Uh, I want to be connected. I don't yeah. want to learn from someone I don't know. And I definitely want to learn from someone, too. This has always been that I can kind of look up to, mm-hmm. you know, or that I can kind of be like, man, one day, you know, if I'm doing this right, one day, I might be at that point, you know, and that's a good feeling. It's like, shit, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, again, uh, if you guys are looking to get in touch with Michael Katillis, maybe learn some jujitsu, Lake Effect Martial Arts in Buffalo, New York. Again, I'm Josh Moran. You can find me online, Josh Moran, Barefoot Dog Trainer. I am Dave Putman. You can find me online on Facebook. Uh, my name is Dave Putman, but I think it's David on Facebook. I should change that. But no, you'll find my dad. You'll find my dad. It's well, David Putman in all my contacts. Fuck it. Go find my dad. <laughs> tell your dad I said hi. Yeah, tell my dad I said hi. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good evening. Thanks, guys.